I was born 400 years ago in the highlands of Scotland. I am immortal, and I am not alone. Now is the time of the gathering, and the stroke of a sword will release the power of the quickening. In the end, there can be only one. There are those who believe that life here began out there. We can rebuild him. Hercules, Atlas. These are their stories. Autopilot with Scott Johnson and Tom Merritt. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Autopilot. This is Autopilot Season 3, Episode 4. My name is Scott. What a stupid mask you're wearing, Johnson, and that's Tom. There's a Highlander in the tribe, Merritt. That's me. Mm. That's what they always call me. Yeah, Native American Old Highlander. Nice. Highlander in the tribe. <laughs> Wait, that, that sounds like they, you mean Jewish. It does, doesn't That's it? That's not what bit. happened. That would have been interesting. Oh, I'd watch that pilot in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, but instead, we watched one for a, a little show called The Highlander. I guess just Highlander. Highlander! Uh, I always want to say that. Specifically, The Gathering, written by Dan Gordon and directed by Thomas J. Wright, which first aired October 3rd, 1992, which is a lot further back than you all remember it being, at least now. Me too. Uh, So I'm really excited to talk about it. Let's get straight to the introduction. I'm Duncan McLeod of the Clam McLeod. You are dead. Ooh, geez. All right. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I am Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Yeah. Uh, yes, Scott, in the end, there can be only one, but there were 119 episodes. Six, six seasons. That's nearly Star Trek. I know. They almost made the Star Trek mark. The series followed the adventures of Duncan McLeod, as you just heard, a 400-year-old immortal who can only die if he's beheaded. Uh, it's part of the Highlander series. Sure. So, of course, that's true. Conflict inevitably finds him because he is part of the game an ongoing battle in which all immortals have to fight and behead each other until only one is left. And Duncan, of course, is the brother of the more famous Connor McLeod. Now, that was uh, interesting. Didn't expect it. Walked in and went, whoa, it's just like the movie, folks. Crazy stuff. But before we get into that, let's talk about what's behind the scenes. It's over when I cut off your head. Cut off my head? You don't think that's a little extreme for petty theft? Hey, Hey, dude, chill. Your insurance will cover it. Oh, the plucky guy we're supposed to relate to. <laughs> There's so many iconic lines in the series. I love it so much. Yeah, and it's and really here we're just talking about the pilot, but I can't imagine where things go from here. I, I remember only seeing bits of this, but uh, it's that, yeah, that kid, whatever. He needs to go away. He's the Sam Wick Wicky of, of this pilot as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so, of course, it's an offshoot of the 1986 feature film. All right, we've all been familiar with the good one. Not the sequels. They're all terrible. <laughs> I guess it's an offshoot of all of them. Yeah, I guess I suppose it is. The, yeah. I guess the entire universe. But uh, anyway, uh, in this universe, Connor McCloud did not win the game and Immortals exist. Christopher Lambert himself shows up in the pilot, and I, which freaked me out. I did not know that was going to happen. I figured there was no way. In fact, I thought Adrian Paul's character, who plays Duncan McCloud, was supposed to be playing the movie dude, and they just changed actors for a you know TV show. Not an unheard of way of dealing with things. But there he was, walked right in. Uh, so here we have Adrian Paul, who plays Duncan McLeod. He is the star of the entire series. The series was an international hit, was nominated three times for Gemini Awards and once for a Saturn Award in 1998. No Hugo, though, I guess, yeah? 
No, I don't. Yeah, that's interesting. They never mm. got a Hugo. Yeah. Highlander did uh, mark the first time that a French company, the Gaumont Television <laughs> Company, was create, creatively involved in a show intended for the American market. There'd been jumps before, but they were making this specifically to air both in Europe uh, and in the United States, which kind of, you know, behind, that's behind the scenes stuff. It sure. paves the way. Sure. Uh, each season was divided into two segments. They would shoot the first half in Vancouver and the second half in uh, Paris. So so everybody got a little bit of the, the benefit <laughs> of having it in their backyard, yeah. I guess. You can't get rid of the French is the bottom line. No, you can't. <laughs> and The Gathering, the pilot episode, uh, which this doesn't always happen with pilot episodes, achieved a 3.4 rating, meaning that 3.4% of the viewers aged 18 to 49, as well as 7% of all viewers watching television at the time, saw the episode. Wow. That seems high to me. Yeah, it's good. It's a good open. People yeah. were interested. They were the Highlander movies were popular, so they did. They did okay. Even the crappy ones, they they did okay in theaters, and and uh, they were all right. But I just don't remember. Well, I remember this coming out around the time that syndication was the way you did your sci-fi and fantasy, and you had your Star Treks and stuff that were all ongoing, and you had your your Hercules and your Xena Warrior Princess and all that. And this kind of came out of nowhere, and I just thought, well, I, I, that's uh, it's not for me. But apparently it was for uh, 7% of all viewers watching television at the time. Yeah. But you know what, Scott? Those are not the weirdest things about Highlander. No, there's plenty more. Stay tuned. McLeod, I'm Slan Quince, and I've come for your head. <laughs> oh, geez. I, what he should have said is, I'm Bull Shannon. I've come for your head. <laughs> no, I was looking him up. I didn't recognize him, but I was just looking up. Oh, who's that actor? Like, holy crap, that's Bull. Yep. Bull Shannon, baby, from uh, Night Court. And uh, some weird, I couldn't find all the details on it, but he's got some strange Utah connection, which I always like to bring up. Um, lived some time here or something. I was in a movie about pioneers coming to Utah to the valley or something. Knows like a, the state capital of Utah. <laughs> probably. Right? Smart guy. Uh, so the pilot episode was originally intended uh, to be a third Highlander movie and, uh, you know, did sort of act as a TV movie. Not uncommon, especially for pilots we've covered. This is a fairly yeah, yeah. common thing. But the low budget uh, that they had and Lambert agreeing to reprise his role as Connor McCloud late in production caused the pilot to be written as a one hour pilot. So this is not one of those two hour specials that you sometimes get from us. Uh, fencing coach was Bob Anderson. And uh, he has coined uh, has coined himself the title Master of Swords. But you Did know, you notice that in the credits? Yeah, it's oh yeah. In, it's in the credits. It's great. Um, and he's known for all kinds of stuff. So do a little research on Bob Anderson. He's he's all up in the uh, the, the uh, sword choreography world. Uh, Richie Ryan, he played uh, Adrian Holmes, was originally called, called Cole Ryan. I don't know why they well, changed. Was, you, you said it backwards. Did I say it backwards? It's Adrian Holmes played Richie Ryan. Oh, yeah, I got it, got it. Played by Adrian Holmes. Now, wait, was this the kid? That's yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, the, that's the one who's like that seems kind of extreme to cut the head off. I don't love that okay. kid. That kid. I'm a thief. Me. I don't. I don't like that kid. I'm going to be the plucky kid character. He's that he trope plucks. that's in everything where you yeah, got yeah. a guy who supposedly you need as your is your reflection point to you know like you have to relate with somebody. It's in the Transformers movies. Instead of making a really good Transformer movie and making it all about the robots, which is what it should be, you got to pull in you know Sheila Booth. Yeah. And make him relatable, I suppose. Absolutely. A few other weird facts. Uh, there was a spinoff, Highlander Raven, focusing on the female immortal Amanda. That lasted one season. They were going to use different characters, but they ended up settling on Amanda because she was so popular with the crowd. Uh, in 2008, they did a reunion special starring Peter Wingfield, Elizabeth Grayson, and Jim Burns reprising their roles. 
And of course, Princes of the Universe, the <laughs> Queen song from the movie, from yeah. the 1986 album A Kind of Magic, but written for the Highlander movie, uh, was was the iconic opening to the series. Love that. Great yeah. choice great, there. Great, great, yep. Uh, well, maybe a little okay. overused, though, just to throw that out there. They used I, it a lot, like every five minutes, I think. Yeah, I, I think they're trying to save money on the <laughs> music budget. Uh, and the opening narration, as ha- happens with most of these things, changed a little bit. This one changed after the first six episodes. They, that's not as usual. Usually they change it at a season break. Mm. And season two, it changed again to no longer be read by Duncan McLeod, but instead by a new character called Joe Dawson, who comes later in the series. He's a watcher. Mm. They did it before Buffy, I guess. Uh, it changed again in season four. It was still read by Joe, but they changed the, the wording up. Well, just a note about that. The uh, the way that these narrations work, um, I, feel like you, I feel like you need a... <sighs> This is not meant to be. I'm not disparaging anybody's background or where they come from or any kind of ethnicities or anything like that. But the one thing Connor and Duncan have in common is both actors have really interesting accents, but accents that come off not very announcer like, if that's sure. if that's a way to put it. And I'm they not don't sh- sound like this, right? Not. Exactly. They don't have some deep gravelly thing, or they're not British, in other words. Yeah. And so when you hear it, you kind of go, "Well, eh, probably not the best choice." So. I, I'm, I'm just throwing my hat in the ring to say they probably made the right choice on that. Change that up. It's fine. Uh, all right. Where are we now? Oh, well, we're all prepared now. Uh, let's uh, just begin the game or just talk about, I guess, the pilot itself. Here you go. Until it's destroyed everything you love in this world. Until you don't know whether you want to live or die. That's your way, right, Slan? Connor, what are you doing here? <laughs> Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Oh, like man. those voices what are just, are here? they're odd. They I never, they French. <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about what happened and kind of our feelings about the pilot. Um, generally, uh, just off the top of my, my, my point list here is that I don't think Adrian Paul is very good. Um, now <laughs> I'm not saying that he can't do action, that he's not built for it, that he doesn't have a cool mystique, that he can't wield a sword in cool ways. That's funny. I just don't think he's a very good actor. Um, Do you think Chris Lambert is a very good no, actor? No, I don't think he's a good okay. actor either. All right, fine. Because frankly, seeing those two together, I'm like, they are related. They act about the same level. Right. Like, I believe they're long lost clan members. Yeah, that whole clan, they were just bad actors in that clan. The clan of lack of affect. <laughs> Which sort of works for me. I don't know if it's just because I was young when I saw Highlander and it's etched into my brain that way. But to me, that that's the distinguishing factor of the Highlander. Mm-hmm. That sort of calm, cool, you could call it bad acting or sure. you could just call it, you know, stolidness is 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 Highlander. That's what Chris Lambert made. And, and if anything, Adrian Paul brings a little more emotion to the part. I would agree. He's be- I think he's so. Yeah. So all of that being said, he's he's better at the at this part than than Lambert ever was. But they're just not very good. And I and I also, it always bugged me, and call me shallow, but I would like a Scottish accent on my clansmen, and neither have that. They're not Are Scottish they accents. Okay, I know it. I know what the real reason is, because it was a French production company and they cast a French guy, but right. were they trying to imply that because they're so old, I'm retconning here, their accents wouldn't be the modern Scottish accent. They would be some older accent before it had, you know, because accents change over time. Sure. If you actually went back to Scotland in the 1100s, they wouldn't sound the way Scottish people do today. Well, and that's why I'm accusing myself of shallowness, because you're right. If you if you really wanted to dig in deep, the idea that they've been a part of every conceivable culture for 400 years, and they always imply this with the flashbacks in the movies and in the show, 
that, you know, for a while he was in an Indian tribe here in America during very early time of American settlement. Uh, for a that while. That was just weird. Yeah, by the way. that was weird. Very like, weird. He just, he, they tried to make him look like a Native American, which, <laughs> I, you know, he's got black hair. I guess he's, sure. you know, yeah. not totally out of there. Got a nice but complexion. then they just, sure. I, the, I asked the elders. I was a little confused by that. It's not hard to follow, but they didn't explain it very well. Well, and then Lambert shows up as like trapper, you know, trapper guy in a coonskin hat, you know. <laughs> I just happened to be in America looking for you. Right. Those kind of things fall a little flat for me, but only because I feel like I, it's, I don't know. I feel like the, the accents that they do have, which I think are just theirs. And you in the first movie, you heard Lambert try to force some Scottish things out. It didn't ever work. It sounded real bad, even worse. And, and well, so, they had Sean Connery as a Spaniard right. with a full-on Scottish accent. Yeah, what was that? They just didn't that. care. That they were was just weird. like, whatever. Forgot all about that. Yeah, so, and we did that movie on Film Second. had a really good time with it. But there's some stuff like that that just gives me, gives me uh, a little bit of trouble. And the TV show, same. It's just... A little bit off. I don't know what that accent is. I'm, I could dig up and find out where he's really from and all that other stuff. But to me, I would like just a, a hairy, angry Scotsman who lives forever and he's got a big old broadsword that he's kept throughout that whole time. And wasn't the deal? So the first movie they had a they had a origin for for Lambert's character where he became immortal. Right. They and they sort of try to touch on that with those little flashbacks mm-hmm. with Duncan McLeod. Sure. Uh, and saying it's almost a vampire story, right? Right. It's it's like, oh, well, I was already immortal by that time, but here's how Duncan found out that he was immortal. Well, you made a good point. This literally is vampires. You take away, just take, just make, give them all teeth. Uh, have a rule where there eventually will only be one, and there's your movie. That's, yeah, that's your. I also movies. never understood the quickening as much, as cool as it is. Like, what is it? I guess it's supposed to be like in the end, they all gather the power of everybody. So now they're getting the power of the one they just killed, I guess, but nothing really happens except a lightning storm yeah. that makes them sort of vulnerable. <laughs> Frankly, if I was a Highlander, I'd be hiding there waiting for the quickening to happen. Yeah. Cause they're always a little disoriented after. And as soon as the quickening is done, I'd cut their head off. Yeah. Just jump into a dumpster nearby and take it like a man. The thing is when they, when they do that though, it just looks painful and weird. Yeah, but I don't remember the next episode him having a bunch of extra uh, Richard Mole powers. No, you know? there's never any effect. Right, it's just like, oh, I got the quickening. Yeah. What a rush! That was that was odd. Maybe it's just like you know having a nice hot cup of coffee. Yeah, but this Pumps felt this definitely felt like an early '90s, late '80s, inexpensive pilot. Wow, the opening scene. I on I li- I honestly stopped and went. <laughs> Am I actually watching the right? <laughs> Version or is this somebody's fan-made version? Because uh-huh. that looks like an iMovie template. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, like the credits and stuff. The opening, the opening scroll where they have the words that that uh, Duncan is saying. Yeah, it was bad. go by. I'm like, wow, that looks cheap now. Yep, it was somebody. The uh, the the whoever did that piece that together. I think fell asleep at the wheel at about 1986 and <laughs> woke up and went, oh, isn't it still? Isn't it still 86? Right, because it- I was like, well, maybe this wouldn't have, like, no, nah, that would have looked dated in 93. I have to, I have to believe. <laughs> totally. I guarantee it. In fact, I think that some of this stuff, and it's all very vague, but I think some of the stuff may have been what turned me off. Like, I think I saw bits and pieces of this in 92, 93 and went, well, this isn't very good, or that seemed real cheesy, or, or whatever, and I just... I didn't give it any credence because I'm like, well, I, you know, I can already, I can already get sword, sword play with Hercules over here, and he's, you know, smack talking and having fun and being made for TV, and that's good, and I like that, and this just seemed like a real, a real bad attempt. But obviously, six years later, it seemed to have an audience. I mean, people were into it, 
Yeah, 119 episodes of it, you know. And they, they keep talking about bringing high. I would like to see a reboot, not with Chris Lambert necessarily or, or anyone. I mean, or Richard Maul. Yeah. He's, <laughs> He's still with well, us. He's 70, by the way. Wow. 70 years old. I'd like to see a reboot at Night Court. Yeah. What I'd like There's to see a great, he has an, a great IMDb photo where he's just some grizzled grandpa-looking dude in some horror movie, and he looks great. I, I, that guy looks awesome. So I have but yeah, I would, I would like to see them take the Highlander mythos and do a, do a Battlestar Galactica to it. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a dark reimagining because it's already dark, yeah. but just kind of, kind of make it grizzled. Make it, give you that Harry Scotsman that you're always looking for. Yeah, Scott. So take TV. I love the Harry Scotsman. Always on the, always on the look. But like, you know, take a, take a modern approach. Take today's sort of cable mentality. And build out a show that, you know, that appeals to our now spoiled golden age TV audience. And it, that would mean money. That would mean time and acting. And it's not, you just can't do throwaway syndication anymore. I feel like you'd have something. There's a great concept under all this. There always has t- been. There was one aspect of this pilot that I felt was very ahead of its time. And that's the amount of almost nudity. <laughs> yeah, dude. Woo. All right. So there's. The top of the show, there's like a little side boob or something going on there. But later, there's like a window scene thing. Right. That and it's not actress. very blurred out. No, that was not. I guarantee you that that's I mean, they're today that wouldn't have made it. I can't imagine that that must be the Gaumont television version, the French version. Like, yeah. I they can't don't imagine that was led on broadcast television. No, they don't. Dude, the French don't care. They're like, pull them out, whip them out. Let's go. 92. Sorry. Was it? Yeah, 92. That was a that was an important year for me. Um, but yeah, uh, that uh, long, ugly ponytails that kind of needs to <laughs> that needs to go away. Just pull it out and have long hair. Don't need your uh, don't need your cropped in front, looking business in the front, and then that stupid ponytail in the back. That kind of left me a little bit dry. <laughs> um, you wrote in here. I like this. Why is Connor McCloud dressed as a scarecrow? Well, <laughs> explain. He, he shows up. What is it? Like, which scene was that? Now I can't remember. But he's got like a a hat and a coat, and he just he looks like somebody dressed him up like a scarecrow. <laughs> like I just want to see a piece of straw sticking out of his mouth. I think it's when he shows up in in America. Yeah. In one of the flashbacks. One of, one of the interesting things to think about when you think about Chris Lambert's scenes. He was only contracted for three days of shooting. Mm. They didn't have him. He was like, I will do this much and I will never come back. So you got to say goodbye to, du- to Duncan McLeod at the end of this. Or wait, Connor McLeod at the end of this. Uh, and yet, the, they made good use of him. You know, they, they peppered him throughout. It sure. didn't feel like they had a limited amount of shooting with him. But that scene in particular, it was like, how did he get there? Why did he get there? Why is he dressed like that? Is uh-huh. that supposed to look like backwoodsy? I uh-huh. I didn't get it. That was a little bit weird. He looked kind of like the village idiot from an English countryside. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lambert is known in real life to be a bit of a village idiot. So there you have it. He's also, is he really? No, I don't know. He's I know he's raiding in, in uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, so there's something for you. Chew on that, everybody. All right, Tom, you ready for rap party? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Look, I don't understand. We caught this kid. We can make a good case against him, but not if you don't press charges. Sorry, no charges. Look, let me tell you something. This punk is trying to get off the hook by saying he didn't break in. That he heard a disturbance, looked inside. He saw three men with drawn swords having it out. (laughs) Having it out. All right, so I did a little digging. Three men with drawn swords having it out. (laughs) Oh, by the way, yeah, outside the context of Highlanders, sounds like they're describing a whole different thing. You're absolutely right. That's why I captured it. Uh, in 2009, uh, Aaron, uh, Adrian Paul did another thing. But before I mention that, we didn't even mention that these two got together 
for what I think was direct to DVD because I never saw it. I'm not sure, but 2007's uh, Highlander movie Together, uh, where it was like a full-on two-hour movie. It was Lambert again, Adrian Paul, Swords, Let's Go. And that happened. And it was terrible and no one liked it. And it has a, literally has a score of like two point something on IMDb. So use that for what you want. But jump yeah, ahead a couple of years. Maybe like a coaster. Yeah. Jump ahead a couple of years though. 2009, little movie made, never saw it, kind of want to, called Iborgs. Okay. It's as bad as it sounds. Adrian Paul's in it. You'll hear him in this trailer. So I'm going to play a little bit of it. It's for 2009's Iborgs. Here's a bit of the trailer. Damn shame what happened to your family. If it wasn't for what happened to them, we wouldn't have iBorgs to scrape out scum like you. They're just security cameras. What if it's not just a camera? What if somebody puts a weapon? Okay, these are these are dude. These are eyeballs, like metal, like metal robot eyeballs with feet. And the story is in the future. This one might be a little longer. Damn. Nope. Same one. They have this this future where the president tells the people that hey. We're doing the, uh, we got this new program and it's called the Freedom of Surveillance Act. <laughs> and uh, we're going we're gonna to show Ripped you. From today's headlines. We're going to film you all to protect you all. So there's constant cameras on everyone and that's to serve you, the people. And it's good. So thanks everybody. See you next week. And then he leaves. And then the trailer goes on and they have these literally these little CGI robots that are eyeballs with two little feet. And they run around and they film everybody and they're mobile. And apparently they They're go huge, yeah, too. and they are kind of huge. Some well, some are small, some are big. They range in size, and at some point they become sentient because of some evil doing. Sure, well, of course they do, and they become weapons and start killing everyone. And that sounds great. So that's what he went from. He went from Highlander to Iborgs. Cool stunt work, exciting action, <laughs> says HK Film News. <laughs> that sounds like a legit source. Like that's where I should go for all my trailer. Oh, Hong Kong. They make good movies in Hong Kong. Do they? Uh, it's got Danny Trejo in it. It does for a very brief minute. I saw him in the trailer as well. I love Danny Trejo. But that guy's pretty much willing to do some acting for a cup of coffee. He's 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 will he's ready and willing whenever you he need does, it. He does he does it for the love of the, of the art. That's right. He remembers his time in prison and said, you know, I'm not gonna take it take it for granted. I'm gonna take every job I can get. So there it is. Uh go find it. In stores now, Iborgs. <laughs> uh, Adrian Paul. All right. <laughs> I don't know what stories you're going to. I don't either. Next week, we got a hot new uh, feature here to talk about, oh, yeah, a new pilot. I am so excited about this one because I didn't know it existed. Didn't even know it existed. Everyone's telling me, oh, yeah, I watched on Saturday mornings. It's Jason of Star Command. <laughs> and uh, James Doohan, Doohan is in it uh, from Star Trek fame, which is also a little bit weird. We'll get into that and a whole bunch more stuff about Jason of Star Command next week right here on the show going to do it folks visit us on the web autopilotshow.com you'll find archives and links to everything we've done thus far in the first three seasons of this show uh right there also email us autopilotshow at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at scott johnson tom at ace detect and the show at autopilot show that's going to do it for us thanks for being here we'll see you next time for a brand new autopilot in the end one is the loneliest number about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. 
Audio program so good, it's like you're there.